It's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, DGIF. Welcome to week number 170 of the two guys. That's guys, I don't know what I almost said. Into Fridays. My guys. Name, yeah, my name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Trying to snack on some salad. My yeah. first chance today. Uh, hey, we're a TGIF podcast. We watch TGIF. There's no difference this week, but I mean, we still watched it. It was just two shows instead of four. So I guess a little difference this week. A difference. Um, we'll get into all that in just a little bit, but before we do, thanks to Nicole for the theme song this week. Thank you, Nicole. Anyone, and I mean anyone, can make a theme Everyone. song. They can send it in. It's real easy to do. TGIFcast at gmail.com. That's our very available email address you can send it over that way and then while you're doing that follow us on all social media at tgifcast i'm going to like go to holiday cake recipes pie recipes do i or do you or what were you no like the people the listeners they want to send those in are you going to make them i can i bet you i can find somebody to make them yeah i have a family that enjoys making cakes and pies for holidays i almost decided to make a holiday trifle the other day but it didn't happen okay you should do it um i will maybe do it uh i yeah i mean who knows probably not do it uh let's see so before we get into these episodes we do like to look at what was going on in the world 30 years ago this week now these episodes that uh we did watch they aired when travis they would have aired december 18th 1992 Friday nights. So in that week in 1992 on December the 12th, um, the uh, Heisman award went out. That's the uh, college football award for like the best football player. And uh, let me pull up this again real quick. Cause this was in 92. Do I, I don't know any, I don't know anybody. So Gino Toretta was the winner of the Heisman. Is that the guy from fast and the furious? It's not. Uh, this guy went to University of Miami. He won two uh, college championships. And then he wasn't drafted till the seventh round in the NFL draft, which I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if that's like the highest draft pick of a Heisman winner for like the previous year, because that seems really crazy to me. I don't know, but I do know that the University of Miami is in the Sugar Bowl in like three weeks. Um, would he have been in it? No. 1992 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? he would have. Yeah. Oh, I got some bad news. Um, all right, we'll see. All right, we'll talk about <laughs> it. Um, so I looked at his NFL career because I didn't know who this guy was. I'm, yeah, name is not familiar. Um, he played one NFL game ever, and it was like off the what? bench. He came in, threw a touchdown pass, and that was his only. Did he get injured, or ever. was it, no? Is that what happened? No. So, just... like I said, he was the he was the uh, seventh round pick by the uh, Minnesota Vikings. They didn't play him at all the first year. Uh, they didn't play him at all the second year when he went to Detroit. Then uh, he went to NFL Europe. He came back. He um, went to the Seattle Seahawks. He played. He came off the bench for one game, immediately threw a 32-yard touchdown pass to Joey Galloway that put Seattle ahead and won them the game and then never played again. Was it just a year? Like they just everybody had a, a QB. It was like I'm good. Don't need a quarterback this I year. But like, I mean, this is like ninety three to ninety nine. Like all that time, he was like he just never played a game. Just sat on the bench. Well, I mean, I guess you you get, you get kind of you know I hate to say it, but you kind of like forgotten about, right? Like if you're not 
active, then people aren't like looking out for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who was the Vikings quarterback when they drafted him? Would that have been uh, like Randall Cunningham or something? I have no idea, man. I'm not a you know I know very little about anything. Um, uh, let's see. What did I say? Ninety. Late ninety two. No idea. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been Cunningham. He might have been a little after that, though. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of odd. And then uh, December 15th, uh, he has my favorite monuments in Richmond, Virginia. Arthur Ashe was named the sports person of the year for some reason in uh, 1992. In huh. Sports Illustrated magazine. Well, he probably deserved it. I'm wondering, I didn't know that he was still active in 92. I don't even know um, if he was. I didn't dig in too far to find out what he did that year. I just know that there's yeah. a monument on Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. And at nighttime, it looks like there's a bunch of kids on fire getting hit in the head with tennis rackets. <laughs> it does look, it's not the most well-constructed statue, I hate to say. But it is, it is, uh, it is in Richmond. It looks like that was the year he announced that he had AIDS and began a lot of his, um, gotcha. his, his work on that. Like okay. his, like, you know outreach and whatnot so a lot of stuff outside of the sports realm but they named seems it maybe that's what it was yeah maybe that's what it was okay so that's all i got for news uh, for that week what about movies and music what was uh number one yeah so we all know i will always love you is gonna end out this year take us into 2000 excuse me 1993 um so i will always love you new movie though it is the classic a few good men tom cruise jack nicholson demi moore kevin baking kevin pollack whole bunch of people that we know uh aaron sorkin wrote it rob reiner directed it great movie um going back on the whitney houston thing i think next week her the movie about her comes out in theaters oh you mean like next week real time next real time next week yeah 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 i've seen the previews i don't really know much it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they talk about um but yeah i saw that uh few good men's the movie any birthdays no birthdays. No birthdays. All right, so let's no get birthday. into it. Two episodes this week. We've got new dinosaurs. We've got new Camp Wilder. And uh, we've got reruns of Family Matters and Step by Step, which we did not watch because we probably just watched them a couple weeks ago. So Dinosaurs yep. in at 9 o'clock, Season 3, Episode 10. Uh, Wilderness Weekend is the name of this episode. And it starts off, we've got uh, Robbie and Earl. They're planning for this camping trip. Apparently, it's the big hunt. And the great hunt. The great hunt. And Robbie great says hunt. that... Uh, no one really hunts anymore. It's a, it's dumb. No one does it. And Earl's like, well, it's, yeah, it's a sacred find, ritual. Like all the right, men do is, it. Yes. And this uh, is one of those dinosaurs things where it's been done. It's supposed to connect them to their primitive, savage, you know, dinosaur selves. And Robbie, of course, like he always does, is questioning why are we still doing this thing that is not relevant to us anymore. Yeah, and Earl's real excited for it because he's like uh, in charge of it this year, apparently. Well, he says that he's been he's been selected to be the fierce warrior chief. We don't really know what that means yet. We find out what that means, you know, through the out the episode. Uh, Fran comes in at some time during this conversation and uh, brings Earl as mittens, which is kind of like talking about they're kind of showing that uh, every all of, all of the dinosaurs are becoming much more civilized. Like the need of the hunt is not really needed anymore. Right, and the, this camping trip isn't necessarily them like roughing it. It's more of a glamping trip. Yeah. Um, Earl still like demands that this thing is really important. And, uh, then Charlene wheels in baby who's all dressed for the hunt, got his camo on and everything. 
And uh, Baby's excited until Baby finds out that Mama is not going on the trip and uh, Baby does not want to go with uh, Earl and Robbie alone. Right, right. And he finds us out because Mama says, um, Charlene, you should stay home with us. We're going to have a, a, a women's night with uh, Monica and the other friend whose name I can't remember and, and Ethel are all, they're going to have a ladies night in. So Yeah, so friend sends the men out and Ethel uh, comes in from the other room asking if the men are gone. And she's like, all right, I'm taking my girdle off now. Stand back. And then we, <laughs> we get into it. So uh, theme song. I will say, I, I want to say real quick. I think it's interesting that, that Charlene has like elected not to be a part of this, really this episode. And I, I'm wondering if it's just because they wanted to squeeze in all the other dinosaurs, the like Monica and the other lady dinosaurs. Yeah, like, well, yeah. we're not going to have room for, for Charlene in this, in this scene if we, if we have yeah. all five of them. I mean, it could be somewhat of a character decision too. Like, I don't think Charlene would want to do this anyways. And maybe they'd- That's fair. And maybe out. it would have pro- probably would have made what happens at the, we'll get into what happens in the women's night, but it, it might've made that a little bit more awkward and not as, not as fun. Yeah, so uh, the next scene, we see all the men arriving at the uh, sacred ritual spot. There's a sign there that points it out, and immediately we see this, like, civilized type of camping that they're going to have. One arrow is pointing to the RV hookups to the left, and the other arrow is pointing to the gift shop on the right. So uh, it's not going to be too... uh, too tough of a camping trip, I don't think, for any of these uh, dinos. But uh, we, we've got uh, Earl. He's uh, he's the warrior chief, like we talked about, and he wants to start this ceremony right away. And so what? Yeah. So what he does is he calls for a beer break to start. I think I think he actually says it's like part of the ritual is the is the beer break. And does Earl call for that, or does is that like something? You I think know, Roy yeah, I think it was like his grabs friend. a can because I don't think that, he yeah. at very at first he's not like into it, but then he's like, all right, let's do a beer break kind of thing. I think, yeah, I think it's he, it's one of those dinosaurs. It's not Roy, but one of the other guys that they work with that we say so. That's there with them. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's, yeah, I don't know either. I have to further down because he comes up a lot in the episode. Yeah. And um, do, yeah, cut. Is this where we find out that it's not beer or is that later on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Robbie no, it's, shows it's a, up. It's a little, little later. First, we no, the no, spider, no, no, no. The spider no. thing first. No, this happens. I, I think this happens first. Um. No. Uh. So... Oh, you're right. They're all you're talking right. about you're the right. beer break and stuff. Then you see like a spider drop down, which is funny because you can actually see like the little line of uh, fishing line <laughs> yeah. on the spider. But uh, it's everyone's freaking out uh, about the spider. Then Robbie comes over and calms them all down. And well, then he, he, and he make, Earl makes a comment. They all make these comments of like, oh, it was a brush with my mortality. I came so close to death and, and how they overcame the spider. Yeah, so this whole, like, idea of them being, like, super manly in the beginning of the episode, like, slowly starts to fade away throughout the episode. Pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, pretty quickly, actually. And then, um, so Robbie comes over there, calms him down. Earl goes to get the beers, and there's no beers. All the beers are coffee, because for some reason, (laughs) they did not get the beers. They got all of this, uh, like, coffee from around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And we find out why. Yeah, we go back to the house. And we find out Ethel switched them all. She gave the men the coffee. She took the beers for the uh, ladies' night out. And uh, all of the women decide that uh, they're going to drink. Yeah, it, she knew what she was doing. And she's like, look, we're going to have a better time with this. And, and some of the women, one of the women, the 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 other, the guy who suggested the beer break, her, his wife, is like, I don't know. He doesn't like when I drink. And she's like, he's not here. Go for it. You know, once they have a, once they lay an egg, they can tell you when you can and cannot drink. Yeah. So all the women start So it takes a, a little tiny bit of convincing for each of them, but then they're all into it. They're all like, all right, let's do yeah. it. 
Yeah, yeah. So we go back to the campsite first. The ritual is now starting. Everyone is like dressed up now. They're in this like warrior gear. Yeah. Um, Robbie has like a big book that he's reading out of. And then the rest of them are like reenacting what happened with like the great hunt, I guess. Exactly. Yes. And Roy is like this monster. And and this is where we find out like what it means to be the warrior chief is, is that is that is Earl's character to play. Yeah. So yeah, Roy's dressed up as a monster. Um, do we go back to the house now? Uh, pretty much. There, there's a little bit of this ceremony. There's like a lot of back just... and forth. Yeah, yeah. They go back. Yeah, they do. They go back to the house. Well, one of the things they say in the ritual too is there. There's this whole part about how back in the day when the monster showed up, all the ladies, all the women freaked out and couldn't handle it, and the men had to like run in and save them from this monster. And then we go back to the house. Yeah, the whole all... the whole thing with this ceremony is just pretty much to show that men are strong and women are weak. Is like that's pretty yes. much like yeah, 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 what it's trying to say. So we go back to the house. Uh, all the women are getting drunk now and, uh, they start doing like manly stuff. They're scratching themselves. They're watching sports on TV, but, uh, really they're all just excited for all the guys in like uh tight little outfits watching yeah. uh, football, I guess. Yeah. It's your typical, like we love watching the dudes, but, um, so then we go back to the ceremony, um, it's yep. continuing, and then that's... but this is where, yeah, you see Roy again, like, in the bushes, dressed up as a monster. But then the real monster comes out, like, giant. This like, this is that guy that we saw, like, in the swamp, like, last season. Yeah, I, feel like. I love this monster. I love this monster so much. It reminds there's a movie, Winter Beast. I, th- I might have brought it up last time we saw this monster. And this monster always reminds me of the monster from that movie. And I love it. Yeah, they do some really cool, like, uh, camera work with it, too. Like, different angles and, like, panning around it and stuff to show, like, how big it's supposed to be. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, So, yeah, then uh, Monster shows up and all of the men dinosaurs run away in fear because uh, they're not there for a hunt. They are scared of this thing. I thought, so I legitimately, because the thing is, Roy has his back to the monster. He doesn't see it. And so he doesn't know. He's like, oh, they're really scared of me. This is great. I legitimately thought that this was going the to be the, the death of Roy. Like I thought we were going to get like a real serious dinosaur moment here. Oh, didn't happen. I wonder but, if uh, it was considered at any point. Like maybe we just kill off Roy here. I, th- I thought it was going to happen. I really thought it was going to happen. So we go a little later. We then see this monster uh, destroying the campsite, eating the grill, throwing away all their stuff. And uh, the rest of the uh, dinosaurs all the men, they are now hiding somewhere in a cave and just watching yeah. from above as this goes on. Yeah, I like how you can see everything. I, I really appreciate how they did this, like how you could see the monster doing all this, how like there's like the shots from inside the cave where you can just see the monster kind of wreaking havoc as it walks by. It's really cool. It's fun. Yeah, so at this point, too, what they do is they try to pretty much sacrifice Roy to the monster. <laughs> right. So they're like, give, give him Roy, give him Roy. Yeah, they start pushing him to the hole. And then uh, I think someone saves him. Like Robbie comes in, right? Well, Robbie's like, Robbie's like, wait, 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 wait. No, we don't we don't need to do that. And and says, like, I'll give him this beef jerky and throws him some beef jerky. Yeah, throws him beef jerky. Um, I think there's a joke here about how it takes forever to chew beef jerky. So he'll be right. uh, distracted for a little while. And then we go back to the, uh, the house where... The women are all there now. They're watching uh, football still. They then switch to wrestling so they can continue to watch uh, men in short little tights. Getting drunk. Getting drunk. Getting horny. Uh, we go back to the cave. Uh, the men are there, and now they're really thinking about food. Yeah, they're starving. Uh, it's been 18 hours. They've been locked inside there. 
Uncle Sid. I think that's the one you were trying to figure out. Yeah, earlier. yeah, the one who yeah name I can remember earlier. Uh, he looks over at Baby, and Baby is now turned into like a leg of lamb, and uh, well, like he's imagining it, I guess. Right, and, right. Uh, he is morphed into. Goes over. Sid goes over there to uh, take a big bite out of Baby, but Robbie stops him and says, "No." That's baby. Don't do that. We're men. We can go hunt down this beast together. Let's go. Let's get wild. Let's go hunt this thing. But all the rest of the men, they're fine just being in the cave. They do not want to go out and do any hunting right now. Yeah. So Robbie basically like just jets out while they're not paying attention. They don't even notice that he has left until he's gone. Yep. Robbie's gone. Um, a little later. Now everyone's all sad about Robbie being gone. They think the monster must have eaten Robbie. But uh, no. Robbie heroically returns with a uh, dead creature in his hand, and uh, he's excited because now he's got this uh, thrill of the hunt inside of him. He wants everyone to go hunt. He thinks they can do this, but no one's excited for him because they actually all admit at this point that they've never hunted in their lives. Yeah, he's trying to rally the troops, but it is is not not happening. Yeah, we also find out at this point, too, that Baby has already eaten the entire creature that Robbie brought <laughs> back for them, so... Uh, they got to figure something out. Again, Robbie tries to get them all together to go hunt down this beast, but uh, they're still backing out. They're just too well, civilized. And, uh, and really, they, they're, they're like exploring. They're getting into this, like exploring their emotions and who they are and what masculinity means and all, all this kind of like deep kind of thought stuff. Yeah. So like uh, it's a lot of that gender switch type thing that's going on, which is funny because there's actually a little bit of gender switch in uh, Camp Wilder in the next episode yeah. is too, but uh yeah, so that's what's going on. The men are becoming more like the women were at the beginning of the episode, and the women are becoming more like the men were at the beginning of the episode. But uh, now we're all uh, we're back to the men a little later. We're all sitting down. We're drinking this international coffee that uh, Ethel switched with them, and uh, we're talking in like civilized and dignified ways. And uh, none of them have any urge to go hunt right now. None at all. No survival instinct. Uh, we go back, we check in with the women one more time who um, are becoming more and more like their male counterparts and they say that uh, they're really starting to miss the guys. And, uh, and they're, they're wondering what the guys are doing. And someone, Ethel says they're probably running around in the woods smacking each other with towels, all naked, greased up, and they're like, well, let's go get part of that. Yeah, so they decide they're going to go back out or they're going to go find their men, go bring them back home. So we go back to the cave. Um they're singing the, Kumbaya. Yep, yeah, singing Kumbaya in a little circle in the middle. Uh, then the beast returns, and uh, everyone's freaked out. The beast is well, now like this, coming yeah, the beast into is the like, cave. Right. The beast is like trying to get into the cave now. Like, so they're actively. freaking out. Then you hear like some noises. The beast collapse, and what do you know? The women are there. They have <laughs> saved the day. They have killed the beast, and they are there to take their men back. Yeah, Monica killed him, took him out. All the women piled up on him, and now uh, Ethel is, I think, I think I said Ethel's like out back cleaning him up. Yeah, they're all drunk too. Um, they want their men back, and uh, the men say that no, we are not pieces of meat. You cannot treat us like this. <laughs> you will respect us. Uh, Fran tells Earl, "You need to go home. You need to clean this beast. You need to cook it for me for dinner, and then you need to look pretty for me." Exactly. And then uh, either Roy or Earl at this point joke and say, well, maybe we'll just pretend we have a headache. And that's the end of the <laughs> Yeah, I might have a headache when I get home. I don't know. Yep. So that's it. So that's dinosaurs in your uh, what, nine o'clock slot. We go to 930. It's Camp Wilder. Season one, episode 12. A close shave is the name of this one. Yeah, I'm still I still am trying to figure out what that means. That doesn't seem to have really any reference to the 
to the episode. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, we start off the episode with Sophie talking to Dorfman. Uh, Sophie wants to learn how to hawk a huge loogie. That's what she's there talking to Dorfman for. Dorfman's the man to go to. He's like, I, I remember the first time someone taught me how to hawk a loogie. I, you know, I still have my first loogie. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the perfect guy to ask. So uh, this is going on. Ricky comes in. She's got uh, like a tub full of dolls. Apparently, they were out by the trash. She questions Sophie about it. And Sophie says, you know... I don't want to play with dolls anymore. Dolls are for girls, and I want to be a boy. And this point in the in the episode too, she's wearing like a backwards hat and suspenders. So I was thinking, like, all right, maybe we've got like tomboy Sophie going on or something like that. Yeah, and but Brody first steps in before she says this to like help her out with this whole "don't grow up too fast," you know, be be a kid. And then when she says she wants to be a boy, Brody's like, out of my out of my pay range, Ricky, you take this one. Yeah, and Ricky starts to say that it's just a phase, but then uh, eventually goes to the ways of Brody and grabs the uh, child psychology book that he grabs off the shelf and yeah. uh, starts to look into that. So theme song, we come back to uh, Danielle and Beth. They are looking for Brody. Uh, Brody's not there, but he does come in a little bit after them, and it looks like he was just in a fight. Allegedly. I mean, I, it, it, the, our versions are so bad, I couldn't see anything. But they do say, you know, bloody nose, black eye. So, so assumedly, he is he is been in a fight. Yeah, he tells him that he got sucker punched by the new kid, Dex. And uh, Ricky comes home at this point, too, worried about Brody, who's all beat up. And then uh, Danielle and Beth, of course, are um, concerned for Brody. And they decide that uh, Danielle's going to go over and talk to Dex and try to uh, put him in his place. We also find out from Brody here that Dex is like some new kid at school. He's kind of a tough guy, rides a motorcycle, like the whole package. Yep. So the next scene, we've got Danielle going over to question Dex. Uh, she goes to a garage that's uh, reminds me of a garage from some other show. It wasn't Family Matters. I can't remember what. Uh, I was going to say Family Matters. It's every. It's close to that. Uh, there was another. Yeah. I, I feel like there was another garage at some show that's like that was the garage, wasn't it? I don't know. They were they did a lot of like work on a motorcycle and Billy. I don't know if that's maybe what you're thinking of. Yeah, I don't remember them being maybe. in the garage so much, but it might have been Billy. Um, anyways, uh, you see Danielle get there like acting all tough. There's uh, a guy that's obviously working on a motorcycle, but he's like ducked out of the screen, so you can't really right. see him. You just kind of see like his hands every once in a while and like talking to her until he stands up, and we have a shirtless Jared Leto on the screen. All. I'll about as thirst trap as you can get with a 14, 15 year old boy. Uh, her jaw drops. She she goes completely from being uh, Miss Tough Girl to uh, completely speechless. She can't, can't say talk. anything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he tells her he starts to get like kind of emotional with her and tells her. It's like brooding and moody. This is this is proto Jared Leto. This is like the beginning of Jared Leto right here. He's like, yeah, everything around me just just falls apart. She's like. I know exactly how you feel. And then, uh, yeah, just getting real sensitive with her, and she's eating all of it up. She loves it. She loves it. Yeah, I'm curious. Is this, like, a, uh, something that Jared Leto is doing to try to pick up women, or is this actually how he is in this, uh, in this character? <laughs> you mean, like, the character? Is the character kind of manipulative? Yeah. Or is yeah. he... You know, I thought about that, too. I I don't know. I don't know. I think we I think we have to see... It's hard to tell from this single episode, really. Yeah, we we do need to mention, too, at this point. Um, so next week on the show, we have uh, Megan Haldeman on the show. She plays Melissa, and uh, she talks a lot about this episode. And when we interviewed her, we didn't know that this was the very next episode that we were going to record and watch. So Yes, it's true. It's a little bit out of order. Uh, we would have had a little more background to go on when we talked to her. Well, after we actually do him. say, like, 
no, we haven't seen that episode yet because yeah. at the time we hadn't, but now we have. So, so yeah, we'll talk about that more a little bit at the end of the episode. But uh, yeah, she is just, I mean, it's love at first sight almost for uh, for Danielle when she's talking to Dennis. Sure, sure. love at first sight. Um, so we go back to the house. Uh, Sophie has now changed her name to Kurt. She wants everyone to call her Kurt. Wearing a football, full uniform, football helmet, whole deal. Danielle gets back from talking to Dex, and Beth says that, uh, well, if you can't do it, I'm going to go put him in well, his place. I'll she's still, like, him. awestruck when she comes in, like, can't talk, and Beth's like, come on. If you, you should, I should have just gone to do it myself. Yep, yeah, so uh, now we've got Beth over at the garage trying to talk to Dex. Um, she's, like, telling him, like, none of your looks are going to work for me, and none of that's going to work on me. But then uh, he starts to get kind of sensitive with her, offers her some tea, throws on his glasses, and uh, it looks he like, like she's pulling her he, in. And he's like, he's like, can you get me some of the, can you get me the honey bear over there, which is seems to be strategically placed around a Camus book. And then he's like, have you heard of this poem, Howl by Ginsburg? And let, let me read it to you. Let me read Howl to you from Ginsburg. Yeah, and he literally like pull, opens up the book, starts reading the entire poem, and she turns into a puddle of goo in front of him. Yeah, she loves it. All right, so then we go back to the house, and Beth is now apologizing for her also not being able to talk to Dex. And this is where Dorfman steps in. He's like, all right, I'm going to be his friend. (laughs) I'm going to go over there. I'm going to get this handled with Dex. Dorfman doesn't seem like much of a fighter, but we'll see what happens. Yep, so we're back at Dex's garage, and uh, we immediately see that... uh, Dex has a guitar in his hand. It's a it's a sun sunburst Les yeah. Paul sixties, like, yeah sixty seven or something like that. And it's like a uh, ten thousand dollar guitar, according to some website I looked up. Dorfman walks in, and uh, that's all he really needs to see. This guitar is enough for Dorfman to uh, not go there for what he was originally <laughs> intending to do. He immediately is like, "I want to know more. Let's play, do it." Yeah, so Dorfman's not doing it either. We go back to the house. Uh, Beth is trying or is telling Brody that uh, you got to give this Dex guy a chance. I don't think he's that bad of a guy. And uh, Brody's like, well, I just want my friends to be loyal. You guys are my friends. Um, I want you to stick behind me. Don't side with this other guy. I mean, I'm the one that got punched in the face, and you guys should be uh, loyal to me. Exactly. Yeah, it's all about loyalty for him. So... um, then Brody leaves to go find Danielle because Danielle's not there. Just uh, just Beth and Dorfman. So he goes over to uh, Cafe Mocha is what we see. And we see. Glad you caught the name of that. I didn't feel like rewinding to look at it. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Dex and Danielle are there together. Um, Brody shows up after uh, Dex goes over to fix the latte that uh, Danielle had originally gotten. But uh, yeah. she wanted chocolate and he got her cinnamon or something like that. So he's over at the counter. Brody comes in. Uh, Danielle tries to get Brody to go away so he doesn't see her there with Dex, but it uh, doesn't work. Dex comes back over to the table. Uh, Brody, of course, is very upset right when he sees him, but uh, at this point, too, Bro- or Dex ends up calling Danielle his girlfriend at this point. Yeah, big, big move here, Dex, big move. So back at the house, uh, Kurt is still wanting to do guy things, and uh, Ricky yeah, tells Kurt's, Kurt's playing with like construction toys. Asks Ricky for a cement mixer for Christmas. Yeah, and Ricky says uh, you can pretend to be a boy, but you just can't be a boy. I mean, being a girl is a wonderful thing. And she's like telling her all the things that uh, women can do. Like, you can have a child, and 
You can, um, I don't know. What you're less stressed and you have all these kind of like pro pro women things. But then so. she starts saying, and you can make 65 cents on the dollar and you can have sexual <laughs> harassment against you. Okay, maybe it's not the best thing, but uh, yeah. You can't, like, you can't be a boy. Yep. Um, so then uh, we've got uh, a little bit later back in the house, uh, Dorfman and Beth, uh, they're coming over to the house. Brody says that he doesn't want them there. He tries to get them to leave. And Brody um, is still mad that they're not being loyal to him. And they, we also find out at this point too, because I think like um, Brody says something about Dex being with uh, Danielle, and they didn't, ha- they didn't know anything about it. They didn't know that Danielle and Dex yeah, were hanging out. That boyfriend and girlfriend might be a thing. And Beth, of course, is upset because she wanted to be with Dex. And uh, Brody just wants to, I mean, Dorfman just wants to play guitar with him, it seems like. Yeah, Dorfman's a little mad, I think, at first that Beth is getting, or excuse me, Danielle's getting all the Brody, or, gosh, that Danielle is getting all the Dex time. And then he kind of switches to this, like, I'm mad that, or not I'm mad, but I'm I'm upset that Brody's upset. I don't want him to be mad at us. So Dorfman and uh, Beth agree Beth. that they're going to go find Danielle and make this all right. Bring her back to the yeah. house. Apologize. Everyone get back on the same page. So we go to one more scene before we see that. Uh, Melissa and Brody are in the kitchen, and Melissa is asking Brody, uh, what is he going to do? Is he just going to lay back and take it, or is he going to be a man and stand up for himself? And he's like, oh, I I don't know what I'm going to do right now. And she calls him a wuss, and then uh, Ricky comes in uh, and starts to learn a little bit about what actually happened with the whole Dex-Brody fight. Yeah, yeah, because Br- Melissa's like, you need to just go fight him. You need to go, you need to go beat him up. Um, and Ricky's like, don't even give him the time of day. He's just a bully who attacked you unprovoked. So we find out that uh, Brody was at school. Uh, he saw Dex, the new kid at school. He was trying to be friendly, trying to joke around. Uh, they're in the cafeteria. He sees some girl walk by. He makes fun of her mustache that she has. And uh, unknowingly, that girl happened to be Dex's sister, which uh, after making fun of her mustache caused him to punch Brody in the face. I mean, I'm not an advocate of violence, but I understand where Dex is coming from. Um, so after telling this uh, to Ricky, Brody is um, says that he's upset that Dex is just taking all of his friends and he's going to go see Dex for himself. <laughs> he's like, he beat me up and took all my friends. This is the worst. So we're back at Cafe Mocha. Uh, Danielle, Beth, Dex, Dorfman are all there. Uh, they're all talking, and then Brody comes in and questions all of them for being his friends and says that he has come there to punch Dex in the face and tells him that he's going to take him outside. <laughs> yeah, and Dorfman's like, no one says that. And I was like, I think that's exactly how you start a fight in a place, like when you're in a building where you really shouldn't be starting a fight in that specific space, so... Yeah, and we also find out here that uh, well, Brody thought that no one knew exactly what happened that original day where the uh, punch happened, but uh, it turns out that all of his friends knew exactly what happened. I don't know when they learned it or when they actually figured this out. But This uh, whole thing was confusing to me. Like, I-, I didn't really understand a lot of this. Yeah, they do all say, though, that they think that he was definitely a jerk, but they're he's still their friend, and... Uh, they're, they are there. They are loyal. They are there to support him. Yeah, I had a lot of issues with like this resolution just being kind of weird and forced. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. Make a lot of sense. It's like, all right, I know that you suck, but we still like you. But, but we're also, gonna he's like, like this other guy too more than yeah. Uh, yeah. 
but they they said they knew, but there's no way they could have known before they stood up for him because it had just happened. And then like by the time they found they would have found out they're already like on the side of Dex anyways. I, I don't know. It was it was just weird. And then Brody um, finishes it all by I'm going to buy everyone coffee. And that's kind of what he decides. Let's to all do. be friends. Yeah, uh, we do get a cool commercial break that was left in here for our yeah. version of it, um, which is like some video happy holiday cards by the uh, not the staff by the, the cast of all of our cast. favorite TGIF shows. Yeah, it's cool because the versions that we have, there's they've cut out all the commercials. So the fact that they left this in was really cool. Um, I, I like the, the dinosaur one was like, uh, it was like Harold Hand Me Up from DNN, the news reporter. And he's like, oh, your human traditions have not been invented and won't for the next 60 million years. So we don't really know how to help you celebrate them. But regardless, happy holidays. Yeah, and the other ones were just like, happy holidays from Family Matters, happy holidays from Step Us. Yeah, it, it, was it was cool. It was nice. I liked it. Yeah. Um, final scene, I believe we're back at the house. Um, Sophie comes down. She's now wearing a dress and says that, uh, she's done being a boy. And Ricky's like, well, what happened? And she's like, well, I just wanted to be a boy because David Barish only plays with boys. But then I found out that David Barish is a big fat jerk. And then Ricky's like, well, welcome back. And then that's the (laughs) end of the episode. That's it. Except we do get a nice, a nice, like, like shots of the whole cast decorating the tree yeah like a little like stills like just yeah. slideshow kind of thing during the credits but yeah that was oh, good. yeah that was um nice. but yeah that's it for this week um next week or we should rank them first i guess right i thought rank them i knew what i was gonna do um i don't know do you know what you're doing one and two this week i know what i'm doing right. i know what i'm doing um i'm putting Kepwater at two, dinosaurs at one. They were both really good. I just really like that monster. I really like that beast in dinosaurs and the way that they like film it. I like it. It's why it gets number one. A lot of good things in Camp Wider. Not a bad episode. Just I like the monster. Yeah, you almost had me. Oh, but the other thing about that Camp Wider though, I did have issues with like the end. That otherwise it was a good episode. Yeah, you almost changed my mind. Um going in, I'm gonna stick with it. I've got uh Dinosaurs at two, Camp Wilder at one. Uh Jared Leto as a guest star, maybe his first ever appearance on anything. I mean IMDB says it's his first appearance ever. So I'll take their word for it. Um so without this episode of Camp Wilder, we would have no Jared Leto ever anywhere, maybe. Yeah, I mean, this is, like I said, this is definitely proto-Jordan you know, Catalano. This is the character that Jordan Catalano becomes, much like AJ or AJ Langer is much of the character that Rayanne Graff becomes. Uh, it's Jared Leto. I mean, you can only go wrong like 50% of the time with Jared Leto. Yep, so uh, next week on the show, we uh, teased it already earlier in the episode, but uh, we do have an interview. It's, it's rerun week on... Uh, TGIF for the holidays. holidays. So we've got an interview with uh, Megan Haldeman, who plays Melissa on Camp Wilder. So excited. This is one of the best interviews we've done, in my opinion. I we, I had such a great time with her. She spent a lot of time with us, far more time than uh, she needed to or I, we expected her to. And it was it's just a lot of fun. Really good interview. I'm excited that you all get to hear this. Yep. And we'll have a, a video version and a podcast version of it. So if you want to do the podcast version, that'll come out on Friday next week. And then we will put out the video version on YouTube probably over the weekend. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Uh, thanks once again to Nicole for the theme song this week. Uh, TGIFcast you, at gmail.com if you want to email your own version. And make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast, especially right now because you can subscribe on YouTube get an alert right when that video comes up and then uh, watch the whole thing yourself. And it helps us. Subscribe, watch our stuff. 
it's fun leave us reviews i think people do that i don't know yeah i don't know we don't make any money off this podcast and maybe one day we could make like two dollars off a youtube ad or something i don't know yeah like if we didn't owe money to do this podcast that'd be cool that'd be great because i don't think it's ever gonna happen i'd be down for that (laughs) anyways um i think that's it you got anything else steve no busy week we're good busy, to go. busy, busy week. Holidays. Have a good week, Steve. You got it, dude. It's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun. Show you how it's done. DGIF. TBA Podcast.